Here in the West, where we don't have to struggle or walk miles to get clean water, or for most of us, basic necessities to meet our physical needs, there is still a need inside of each of us that food and water will just never satisfy. Though we often try to do that with different things, possessions, our work, our success, even our relationships, among many other things, all of them often covering up that deeper need. For some of us, we may even look to escape from life through things that can only ever give temporary comfort and leave us wanting. And whether we realize it or not, the deepest need we have is on the inside in our hearts, which, as the Samaritan woman found, can only be met in Jesus. Now, because of her history with men and present lifestyle, the woman in today's passage would have probably received her fair share of gossip and slander to the point that actually she avoids other women by coming out at midday, which is when it's at its hottest. Most of the other women would have, been, would have come out early in the morning. But it meant she could just avoid anybody's stares, anybody's gossip. So she'd most likely have been feeling isolated, alone, carrying shame amongst other emotional struggles. And as Jesus talks with her, he uncovers her deepest need, not in order to expose her and add to any humiliation, but to do the complete opposite. This woman would have been shocked that Jesus spoke to her even, because it just wasn't acceptable for men to speak to women, particularly on their own in public, especially a rabbi as well. You know, you were sending wrong messages to people. And Samaritan Jews and Southern Jews just didn't talk to one another. But Jesus being Jesus wasn't concerned about cultural norms. He consistently broke through the barriers and sensibilities of those who claimed to represent God's values, but acted in a way that was completely opposite. His intention was not to join their judgmental voices and actions, this was no quick hello, and it, in fact, it's the longest recorded conversation in the Gospels. Jesus must have created a sense of acceptance and restoration of her value and dignity as he listened to her. The point to the point that she felt emboldened even not only to speak, but to ask questions. This woman had a voice. Her thoughts, her feelings, and opinions mattered to him. He reaches right into her heart in order for her to courageously bring what's hidden into the light and open her heart up to receive what he has for her. Spiritual, life-giving water that can satisfy every part of her soul and actually ends up changing her, even in that short time, into a woman who confidently goes off back into town, standing tall with something amazing to offer. Whoever we are, whatever we battle with, 
at times, or hide even. Whether sin, shame, guilt, fears, hurt, sorrow, anger, bitterness. We don't need to buckle under the weight of it. We don't need to mask it or even try to tough it out. Putting walls up and maybe pretending that all is well yet actually struggling inside. For many different reasons at times, opening our heart is hard. But I felt Jesus wanted to remind us that we can trust him. Trust his perfect love, not to walk out on us, fail us, or fall short. It's a love that we can lean into and be held by. And no matter how we're managing or not managing, Jesus is 100% for us. There are no conditions on his extravagant love. As he accepts this woman, he accepts us just as we are. There's no judgment here. There's no putting down. No expectation of any standard for her to reach Jesus came into this world and reached out before we got it together. And he took everything that could defeat us and separate us from Father's love. Romans 5, verse 6. I've got it in the message because I quite like it in this version. Jesus didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak or rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, and we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death, while we were of no use whatever to him. That's amazing love. That's amazing love. As Jesus listened to the woman, he already knew her situation, her deepest needs. He knew her vulnerabilities, the things which weighed her down, her efforts to possibly harden up inside. And today he knows your need. He hears your spoken and unspoken thoughts. He is concerned about whatever is going on for you. He feels the depths of your longings, your cries at times. He can help to make a way through whether for the first time when we choose to come to Jesus and give him our lives with the good bits, the sinful bits, the difficult bits, or whether for the hundredth time we come to let him take our burden, he can shoulder it all. And he has done on the cross. So its power can be broken. Let's not hold back but come to Jesus each day 
to drink from him, to live in the fullness of his life. Where we've been relying a bit maybe on other things or people to fulfill our deepest need instead of him. Let's just recognize that and bring our hearts back to him. The only one that truly satisfies, the only one who can bring peace like no other peace which our hearts are aching for. Where we've allowed pride and self-reliance to keep Jesus at arm's length and so forfeiting all he has for us, let's bring that to him into every part of our lives. Let's allow him in full measure. Maybe we've just been going through the motions, become a bit distant. Let me urge you not to miss what he has for you. Don't settle for less, because he longs for us to know his intimate presence, his fathering of us and delighting over us. To take us daily into the depths of his love and life that runs like a river through our soul that we can draw from and live from and be satisfied and strengthened. The Samaritan woman is able to go straight to the people she'd been trying to avoid because she doesn't rely on or need their affirmation anymore because she's filled with the love and affirmation of the living God. And its impact is so amazing that she cannot keep it to herself. Jesus said, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Let's pray, shall we? Thank you, Lord, for so totally giving up your life that we could have life in all of its fullness. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We need your life-giving water daily. We give over anything that we've allowed to take your place. Not because we ought to, but in response to your unfailing love that pursues us even when we stop pursuing you. And this morning afresh, Lord, we just receive your invitation, not to a half-life, but fullness of life. Would you just fill us afresh now? Might we know your touch? Might we know your intimate presence? Might we know your enfolding love, your grace, your peace? All that we need in the deepest places this morning. You are the lover of our soul. You are the life giver.
Lord, come and fill us that we, like the woman at the well, would overflow and bring your life to those around us. Amen.